Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. On the line currently is Peter. Now, Peter, this is very interesting. You got in touch to talk about your grandson being, I suppose, neglected at school or, or not catered to properly at school because he is a gifted child. Tell us about that. Yeah, Kira, he's um, he's uh, in post primary school. He's in second class, uh-huh. but his 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 ability is more fourth class. Okay, so he's very very bright. He's, he's very bright. Yeah, I mean, when he, like he has read three Harry Potter books. Okay. Uh, he when he was five, uh, he was competent to be the banker in when we played Monopoly. Okay. Uh, so he's so he has a real ability. Now this was recognised way back when he was in Montessori, and they pointed but, out how bright he was. It was pointed out how bright he was. But when he went to, when he, when he went into primary school, uh, in a different school than he is now because his parents moved, um, they basically they essentially refused to recognise that 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 was the case. And basically, he you know he had to colour boxes and things like that. And he used to say to his to his mother, you know that. Um, that uh, she should do his homework because he gets bored, you know, colouring in boxes and, yeah, and things yeah. like that. And he he um, he was annoyed because he wasn't getting homework like his sister okay. uh, when he went to to, um, and, to school. And Peter, tell me this: when 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 his mum went down to the school and said, "My little lad is is very bright. We know this. He's reading at an advanced age. His vocabulary is great. He's flying through the maths. He's, you know, we we know his abilities are are, are you know." Uh, above average in a big way what kind of response do they get do they say well, we'll set him extra work or tasks or what what was the school's response to how to deal with a gifted child in the classroom well the, the school response is limited because you know they obviously have other uh, students to look after but basically I'm, I'm a retired teacher myself so I have some understanding of the educational system but it would appear that in primary school that the the, the education system is targeted at average students and downwards. Now, it's very laudable that a lot of effort and, and work and resources are put into to, um, to schools, to primary schools in particular, to facilitate um, special needs. Yeah. St- 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 children as they are described which and they Oh no absolutely are, it is and, yeah. and there are loads of kids who, who do struggle in school and, and don't have uh, maybe right. the ability to stay up with the rest of the class and they, they need the SNAs they need a bit of extra help and, and nobody yeah. would argue and you're not arguing against that either Absolutely not no in fact I taught students like that when I was teaching myself Ah and, you were a teacher uh, yourself that's very I interesting I was a teacher yes Do you yes, remember so. having any gifted kids in your own in your own class oh, Absolutely absolutely yeah uh, but the system is facilitates that a little bit more in in uh, at second level because um, well not so much in um, you know up to to um, to junior cert but after that in leaving cert invariably students are streamed. Yeah. But I taught I taught physics in leaving cert and I actually taught taught um, a higher level and ordinary level. So uh, same, yeah, so the there are different levels. So, so but primary is 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 the problem. So you you taught them yourself and like what would you like to see happen? Because my understanding of gifted children is not that 
not just that they're gifted, right? So they, they're super bright and they're well able for all the all the academic side of things, maybe too well able in some ways for what they're being presented with. But they do have other issues because they, they're they're not quite like their peers. So they're a little bit socially sometimes awkward, a little bit, little bit uh, not quite as well able to fit in because their head, like they could be seven and worrying about Brexit when the other kids are worrying about Fortnite. No, I, I've, I found it interesting that you should say that because I, I um, made that point to a researcher earlier that, that this is a child that is not like that. In other words, he wouldn't be described as a nerd. He is not like that at all. He, he plays football. He's, he's fun to be with. Um, so he is an all-round um, fantastic child. So, And I'm not saying that now because he's my grandson. But um, again, I would, I would have come across the kind of students that you have just described in my time as a teacher, yeah. but he is not like that. He is not like that. But the concern that I would have, you see, Kerry, if you, if you describe facilities in our education system which facilitate special needs students, he is a special needs student. He has special needs, and and his needs are not being looked after. Well, can you imagine? Oh him no, I can. I can totally, and I, and I can. No, no, no. I would never want to see children who are the age of second class, which is about eight, I presume. Is it he's seven or eight or something, is he? Yeah, he's eight. Yeah, yes. so he's eight years of age. And I know you're saying he's well able for fourth class, but I, I don't think that you can just bump those kids up because they don't have the maturity or the social skills to be with 10-year-olds. They just have the academic ability. So so what do you think should happen? Because, well, yeah. you see, there should be, there, there should be you know, say in the primary school syllabus, there would be a facility to... to um, provide a syllabus that would be particular to, to students who have uh, learning difficulties. So why not have a syllabus for students, a variation in the syllabus for very, very um, bright children as well? And you see, the, the, the concern that I would have is that, that my grandson is sitting in a class and he's bored. He's absolutely bored. Uh, and another problem is that he cannot participate in the class because when he puts up his hand to answer a question, the teacher won't call on him because she knows that he knows the answer. So Do you think he's being excluded? Well, not excluded, it, it, but sort of overlooked well, or something? Well, overlooked, but not deliberately by the teacher, not yeah. deliberately. It's, it's the fact that, that uh, his, his needs are not being looked after. And uh, uh, the primary concern of the teacher is to look after... The, the the students that that would be having more difficult uh, issues with with the learning process. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the difficulty but is how how though I, I suppose and you as a teacher I'm I'm asking you now to put your teacher's hat on rather than your granddad's hat. But how would the school cope? Because you could be looking at teaching three curriculums by one teacher in one classroom because if we're talking no. about that, the average curriculum the advanced curriculum and then the, the, the more remedial curriculum maybe with the SNA support it, that's a lot of different workloads going on in one, one classroom that could have 35 kids in it Well it, 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 it would be possible to do it with, with a class with a class with 35 students in it but it would be really difficult if you have three classes in the same room which, which some rural schools would have and yeah. that would certainly be a difficult situation yeah. But but definitely there has to be a facility whereby, you see, it, on a previous, um, uh, last year when he was in first class, the teacher there was, was a much older person and they they recognised this so that this teacher gave my, grand, my grandson books yeah. to read at home. 
and she would underline uh, spellings yeah. for him to learn. Uh-huh. And you know, I remember I remember coming across one of the words. It was luminescence that he had to to learn how to spell, uh, to spell in first yeah, year. Yeah. But she would she would st- put him up at the front of the class. So she would ask the rest of the class to to uh, spell this word, and then she would she would just say say to him. Uh, spell luminescence. So she was involving him in the and, class. And, and has this teacher said no to doing that? Has she been asked, or he been asked? No, she, she she's off from maternity leave. Okay, so you've got a you've got a, a sub in. Yeah. Have have they been asked, or maybe they've enough on their well, plate? No, sorry, Gary, um, that was last year. So he has moved into second class now. Yeah, so no. What I'm saying is, has his current teacher been asked to do that kind of thing? Maybe give him extra books to bring home, or or harder spellings, or what have you? Well. You know, uh, uh, yes, and it hasn't happened. So uh, okay. you know, okay. you know, I I don't really want to be. I hear you. I absolutely no. I know. I absolutely hear you, Peter. Look, it's a very interesting topic. Thank you for coming on and talking to us about it. That is Peter there. He's concerned about his grandson in second class, bored, uh, very bright. What do you think are the issues there? There is support for kids um, doing different work that isn't on the curriculum when when they find it hard to keep up. What about kids who find the curriculum too basic? Should there be support for them? Five three one zero six is the text line. Uh, Assumpta is on the line. Assumpta, you think the transition between primary and secondary school can be very difficult for gifted children. Tell me about that. I don't think it's necessarily difficult for them. I think that's when it all starts to kind of balance out, Kira. Um Oh, you think that they, they kind of come into their own in secondary? Yeah, I think they come into their own. And I'm, I'm not talking from personal experience now, but I'm talking from um, nieces and nephews of mine who would have been kind of really, really smart and ahead of themselves in primary school. Yeah. And you made a point there about sort of maybe having access to more resources, you know, like, you know, bringing books home or giving them something a little bit more challenging to do. And I think, you know, a lot of schools are open to to that. that. It's just about keeping open the lines of communication. But equally, I think that does balance out because when they come into secondary school, they're obviously faced with an awful lot more challenges. And there are two streams, ordinary and higher level. So you could be on the higher level if if you liked. Of course, and that's just from the academic point uh-huh. of view. The, the other point of view then is that they're they're obviously exposed to an awful lot more social activities as well. Yeah, and and I think that these things will all help in kind of you know developing their their extra. Um, how would you put it? I mean, they're obviously you know very intelligent children, and that probably overlaps between academia and trying to express themselves a bit more as well. That just would be my kind of view yeah. on this. You know? A lot of gifted kids do struggle socially, though, when they're small because they are, they're different to their peers. Their head is moving in a different speed and a different, yeah. onto different topics and different challenges. You know, yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? So, so they aren't consumed by the exact same sort of concerns as their nine-year-old pals. I know, and I would agree with that. But then I suppose, again, at second level, you're getting exposure to things like yeah, the, you know, the, debating, be- the debating team yeah. or philosophy you know, the, and, and the BT analysis. scientists yeah. and STEM. You know, yeah. STEM is there now. So you think this will all work itself out in time? I just feel that it does kind of balance it out. From my own experience and what I've seen, I haven't experienced it directly myself, but that would just be my view that um, over time, when they get exposed to more as they grow through the system. But in the meantime, it's just about having those conversations with yeah. teachers and see and keeping in contact as well. You yeah. know, uh, with, with Th- thank, thank you for that. A lot, lot of good points there. 
Anne says on Twitter problem is schools are already overstretched there's a CTYI programme that's the, the talented youth programme that's in the DCU I think but even still it wouldn't kill them to let you provide alternative advanced reading or maths for homework um, yeah a lot of people saying that in other countries uh, that uh, there are mixed learning models that allow each student to work at their own pace. Somebody else has said here, Van says, Kira, my two read Harry Potter in first and second class too and love a bit of battleship doesn't make them gifted. Let a child be a child. They don't need to be singled out and pressurised. Why does every kid have to be put in a category? Yeah, I have to say my, my kids would have been reading Harry Potter in first and second class too. Uh, anyway, look, uh, all kids are different. Ian is on the line. Ian, you have kids who you also think are extra bright. What did you do about it? Uh, well, it wasn't so much that I thought they were extra bright. Uh, it, what, what turned out is that uh, the youngest one um, turned out to have dyslexia. Uh-huh. And so you had him assessed? Assi- yeah, when he was assessed, um, it turned out that the reason they hadn't been able to spot it was because he was sort of beating the system a little bit because he was bright. So, so he was on the, the 99th centile for braininess, yeah. but he was on, the, and so he ended up somewhere and in the middle. Dyslexia. Yes, so, yes. Uh, so what happened was that um, the lady who assessed him, the child psychologist, suggested that uh, he'd be put forward to the DCU, Centre for Talented Youth, um, because it would help sort of, I suppose, encourage him, give him self-confidence. Now, as a result, we actually got his older brother tested because we knew he was right too, and he qualified as well. So it just meant it was gave the younger brother a bit of encouragement to go along yeah. together to it. Um, the, the point, I suppose, for us, we were, we were lucky enough, the schools they were in, they had, um, you know, they had other bright kids in the school, and they were they were being reasonably well pushed on. Yeah. So I wasn't sort of coming on so much about my kids, but what I would say is that they did go and they attended in DCU, and it, it does it for both um, primary and secondary school children. It gives them the opportunity to explore all sorts of things. You know, my guys did um, uh, applied engineering. They did. Um, forensic science. So amazing they, things to, you know, to challenge and, their and, brains. But you can also do things on sports, on yeah. journalism, on yeah. a, a, any number of different things. And really the idea is that it's for that gentleman who was on before about his grandson. First of all, you know, I suppose we all like to think that our kids are bright. Um, so yes. uh, it's probably a good idea to get them tested. Assessed. Yes, because you can and, you can have their, 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 yeah. their IQ or whatever it's called. It's yeah. not their IQ and, anymore, and, and, but it's tested. And I would totally agree with you. Kids should be allowed to be kids. Yeah. And they, they should be in the and right maybe, year for their age. Maybe like what ha- was happening with your kids, maybe it doesn't have to all be school-based. Maybe it could be DCU-based or, or or the parents themselves can give them loads yeah. of books oh, yeah. no, and stuff at home. Give them challenges yes. and, 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 and puzzles and all that sort of stuff to help uh, do it. And, and, and a lot of people do it with perfectly ordinary kids yeah, to no, help no, no. try Ian, Ian, improve uh, yeah. their IQs. Gr- great, um, great points there. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to us. Thanks for that indeed. Patricia's on the line. Patricia, you have a child in sixth class. What do you think of this? Well, my, my son in particular, um, we noticed from a very early age that, you know, things were not not normal with him as such. Um, we had him in Montessori really from the age of a year on. And I think he was it's just over the two mark when um, one of the Montessori teachers came out and um, told, I was actually my mother who picked her up and, and pointed to the cups that every child had with their toothbrush on it. And he had basically taught himself to read through the phonics. Um, and from that, both my parents were both teachers. So again, they had the, the knowledge and the work, work 
actually test sometimes for the child to determine. And he was always coming out yeah. three to four years ahead for the with regards to reading. Yeah. But we had a look at the D, the the DC um U option as well, and we spoke to another parent who also had a gift child, and they were kind of saying that maybe it's not the right way to go. Um, just let him make sure that he, you know, he continues to socialise, and that's something that we have never had a problem with. He's very outgoing, and you know, yeah, there's absolutely no issues there whatsoever. I'm just hoping now that he's in sixth year, and I totally relate to the boredom. Yeah. He was coming home when he was in senior infants with, you know, a dog. A dog is in the street, and he, he's looking at me, and he's saying, "Mom, do I really have to read this?" And like, <laughs> the child could have read it backwards. So the long and the short of it is, I suppose, it's like anything, you have to cater to their needs. So I find myself, you know, resourcing um, books, yeah. going to my parents, them going I, I think it has to be, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry because <laughs> we're actually out of time, but I, I, I think it has to be parent driven a little bit because the school may not cater for it. But you've obviously found that way yourself. School, when we went, I went in on a couple of occasions to school. One of the teachers was very, very good. She recognised from an, from a very early age and basically promoted and pushed him yeah, with like chapter yeah. books. You, you, you can but, be lucky with who you who you get. But Patricia, thank you for coming yeah, on. Not uh, at all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Going to take a short uh, little break here now and maybe uh, loads more. <laughs> Lunchtime live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc, your online healthcare provider. See a doctor, therapist or physio now on our app or at videodoc.ie.